Welcome to episode 20 of Trivial Arguments. Matt's here for number 10. Uh, Casey's here for Mambo number five. Last week, we, specifically Matt, jinxed the Bulls, and they needed to almost all be quarantined. Uh, thanks a lot, Matt. We'll discuss the Bears-Packers game because we just can't help ourselves, whether or not Justin, Justin Fields is developing like we thought he would, and we'll rehash our Christmas music debate with a Christmas music bracket. Uh, the songs were narrowed down and seeded by my wife, who famously is pop culture savvy. Uh, without further ado, Matt Casey, in the words of the great Wendy Williams, how you doing? I'm good. I could get it. <laughs> I'm good. I'm great. I didn't know I was single-handedly responsible for jinxing the bulls. I'm just finding this out now. But I can't really argue with it because it immediately go to shit after that podcast. At least the games are postponed, though. You know, it's yeah. not like they have to find people at a men's league to go and, f- and fill the roster for the games. Well, the I don't know if you guys watched that. Right, so that probably would have worked. I don't know if if you did you guys watch the Cleveland game where it was that they had played like seven people and they just pulled up the guy from the G League. It was like I as soon as. Yeah, I was the 10 people have it now on the Bulls. Yeah. 10 out of 12 man roster. That's freaking crazy. Yeah. Well, luckily they got approval from the NBA to postpone them. Otherwise, that would have been a disaster. But they have to, you know, stop it at some point. I was like, if they just keep going, like they're going to be left with absolutely nobody and then they have to forfeit a bunch of games. That's that would be ridiculous. The good thing is that they're immunized for the rest of the season now, right? That's how it works, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, I'd rather them like have all this now instead of at the like end of the season. Like I'd rather them have a bad December rather than down the stretch and it's March or April and they're in real trouble. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about, well, I was going to say it's nice that, you know, the bears were still playing, but (laughs) I would have much rather to, the whole team quarantine and get new jobs. But there was it's a glimmer of hope a, in the beginning. It's a better excuse than what they're doing right now. That's very true. <laughs> I was at the bar when they were up, was it 10 nothing? And then did they go up like 13, 17 nothing, 14 nothing? What was it? Until the Packers finally like started scoring. I was in disbelief that, and I'm just like, this is, this isn't going to last. This isn't going to last. And I was just, well, I also bet the Packers too. So like I was kind of shaking that one out. So I had the Bears uh, by 14 just because it would have paid out like $180. So when they were up like 10 or 14, nothing. I was like, okay. (laughs) But I was like, that's another level of crazy. we, We might need to talk about that level of crazy to take the beer, the Bears plus Plus 14? 14? Yeah. Oh, plus 14? Wait, 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 wait. What are you saying? Sorry, they had to win by 14. Yeah, okay. minus 14. Uh, yeah. That's another podcast. We can have an intervention style that you're betting the Bears <laughs> to win yeah. by 14 against anybody. That would imply that they have to score at least 14 points. And they don't even know they can do that all the time. I was, it's, it just is a total testament to the ineptitude of the Chicago bears that all of us watched that game where we actually had a good half of football and every single bears fan in unison was like, ain't going to last. Here's mm-hmm. in the second half. It's absolutely 
oh, I just it drove me crazy watching. I couldn't even enjoy the first half. I could enjoy it in the moment, and then I'd immediately sit back. I jump up when something good happened, and I sit back down and be like, oh, but we're playing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. It just was the worst. Yeah, I was like, if it's anything, it's just pissing them off. So, Matt Nagy saying that I'm having fun in the uh, <laughs> the interview after the first half. That is. That was bad. That was a real bad look. That was just having fun, guys. Just here having fun, guys. Real, real good time. Yeah. I just love that when um, I forget what disastrous game it was where he was like, yeah, so like we're still, you know, not out of a playoff contention. So we're still going to keep playing the way we're playing. And I was like, man, just just call it. I was like, this quarterback isn't developing, which we'll get into. I was like, the team doesn't seem like they have any chemistry. Allen Robinson completely gave up against the Packers. There's like nine videos that show him not running, and like it was just awful. You think he just gave up against the Packers? I'm pretty sure he gave up at well, the. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, there was definitive proof against the Packers. Everybody assumed that he was, you know, mailing it in just for money. But I mean, yeah, there's plenty of videos that show him just completely giving up on plays, and you could probably go deeper into it and look at different games and find the same thing but it's a bold move to to take that approach playing on a franchise tag trying to get paid next year i don't know i i used to love alan robinson like i i don't know how you couldn't he was like all the bears had and this year it's like i don't know what his deal is because it doesn't feel i mean maybe he was injured maybe he's just not trying but it feels more effort-based it really does than it does like production-based which is like the the lowest of the low for me like you can suck and give effort and i'll love you forever that's like every every one of my favorite bulls players it's just like a terrible andre snow <laughs> like i could I, it's, a, it's who i love that's who chicagoans love but you have one good game and we'll put a statue in your honor <laughs> at any point in time kosuke fukudomi was my favorite player that one day <laughs> yeah and then he'll forever live in infamy <laughs> I guess he's evidently, side note, he's crushing it again in Japan. But thanks for not crushing it here other than nine days out of the 162. But yeah, I think uh, Robinson's probably pissed off that Fields and Mooney have more chemistry. And I think he kind of assumed that like, oh, like I'll, you know, I'm the number one wide receiver on this team. So like, how would I not have chemistry with the rookie quarterback? So, like, I'll be the first one to admit I'm not, like, an X's and O's guy when it comes to football. Like, but from what I've heard from people is that Allen Robinson just runs the same route every single time. And wouldn't you be fed up if you're, you know, this – I mean, I'm not going to say he's, like, a a top in his position, but he's definitely the best on the Bears and definitely the most talented wide receiver on the Bears. And you don't utilize him the way that he could be used. So, I'd be pissed off if I were him, too. I, I don't blame him for being pissed off. Like when he was like talking about getting traded last year, that part doesn't bother me. The part that bothers me is the effort stuff that you do, that does come up. Lane just talked about how there was videos of him just like not like giving up during this game. But for me, I agree with like the X's and O's part. He doesn't run a route past 12 yards. Like that's the thing. He doesn't run a route past 12 yards. And he was successful with, with Mitch Trubisky because Mitch Trubisky would just stare him down and throw into double coverage. And he's, a, he has amazing, Allen Robinson has amazing hands that would come up with the ball. So that's where his success came from. Even last year, same offense, obviously different quarterback. 
still did. He was, he's not the deep threat. He doesn't go past 12, 15 yards. So he runs all these like comebacks, all these like 15 yard slants or 15 yard in routes, 15 yard out routes. That's what he runs. And he gets to the stakes and you throw him the ball and he's got a huge catch radius. And that's what he does. But this year that's not happening. It's probably because Justin Fields doesn't really know what open is in the NFL yet. I think that's like a big thing for rookies. So it's like open is not what open at Ohio state was when you're throwing those, when you throw the ball and there's, you can't see a defender in the screen. Like that doesn't exist in the NFL. Yeah. It's it's he's open and you missed it. Like that's, that's how it goes. And I don't think he's quite ready for that yet, which is why Allen Robinson doesn't have the success where Mooney who does have chemistry with is a burner and can create that separation. Allen Robinson is not a separation guy. He's a great route runner and he creates the one yard of space. And then you got to put the ball on him. And that's not, necessarily what a rookie quarterback's ready to do so i think that's where most of the production stuff comes from so you're running the same route i get why he's pissed off but everybody on this offense should be pissed off this offense is terrible terrible well yeah i mean but did you expect them to be anything less than terrible like realistically even starting a rookie quarterback how many rookie quarterbacks just kind of hit the ground running and you know where there's no growing pains or whatever. The bears don't really have any room to, to grow. It's just all pain. <laughs> so Okay. I would say the way you're approaching that is from like a burn bears fan perspective. Rookies can come in and have success in the NFL. They have success when there's a good team around them. Look at Mac Jones is Mac Jones doing like amazing, amazing things. No, he's in an awesome system where the whole team knows how to play and he's doing his job. Bill, Bill Belichick's famous line, do your job, right? He's doing his job and he's having success. Now he does some things like, you know, he's really good with his eyes and he can look off for safeties and things like that. So he has the skill to do that. But I watch Justin Fields and his picks that he does throw very seldom are him just like staring down the one receiver, like when we would watch Mitch do it. I don't want to, and I hate getting into the Justin versus Mitch, but that's obviously the most recent shitty quarterback we had. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shitty? Mitch. Buffalo's number two. Mitch, Mitch, <laughs> Mitch took Matt Nagy's offense to the playoffs twice. Uh, He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Vic Fangio took Matt Nagy's offense to the playoffs. <laughs> um, I, you, you won't find me bad-mouthing Mitch a whole heck of a lot because I'm that down on Matt Nagy. I take back shitty misunderstood. He's the latest. There we go. There we go. Um, and he sticks I, the landing. I am not a Mitch hater. I, you won't hear me bad mouth Mitch. I think Mitch is going to do great. And don't hear me bitching about Mitch. <laughs> so. That sounds like a segment. Let's make it. <laughs> bitching about Mitch Trubinsky doing this weekend. He might be starting for Buffalo. If Josh Allen doesn't suit up. So. I don't know. You know Thomas. Uh, I don't know if you, if both of you have met Thomas, but Matt Thomas is going to Buffalo to go see the Bills game, and I was like, you know, Mitch is probably starting that game, and he's like, I can't get away from that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I fly to you know Buffalo, New York, just <laughs> have like a game with my buddy who lives in Buffalo, and he's like, and if Trubisky starts this game, he's like, that this is just terrible. So if Trubisky's starting, do we bet? the bills to win the super bowl right now then yeah or, definitely. Okay. all right the 2020 super bowl bound buffalo bill <laughs> yeah. i'm just surprised on sunday 
like watching fields like play, I'm like, okay, why are they not using Jimmy Graham more? This rookie quarterback for like tight end checkdowns. I was like, can't do that with Cole Komet. He's garbage. Why can't I can tell I can tell you why he can't. Have you seen Jimmy Graham get open a day in his life since he's been a Chicago Bear? All of his touchdowns are fade routes in the corner with a that he's just like a six eight basketball player who just goes up and gets the ball. That's how Jimmy Graham is successful. Jimmy Graham's not going down the seam and catching a 20-yard seam route. That's not what Jimmy Graham does. Cole Komet is also not. I think I still have hope for Cole Komet. I think we are the worst offense in the league at scheming people open. Running an offense in the NFL is about scheming against the defense to get a guy open in a position to be successful. You saw it against Bears Packers. Devontae Adams didn't do a whole heck of a lot in the first and part of the second quarter. And then they totally changed their scheme and they moved him into the slot and they, and they got him uh, in motion, running across the field, hitting him on these short passes where he can be a playmaker and they schemed him open. Now Devontae Adams is also top three wide receiver in the league. So that helps. We don't have that, but it's all scheme. It's scheme based. No wide receiver just does it on their own. Maybe Randy, the Randy Moss, Tom Brady, 50 touchdown year where he would just go deep and he would bomb it and he would just catch it over the top. I know Moss is down there somewhere. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. You have to scheme people open. That's, that's, that's all it was. Cooper cup would not be as successful on other teams as he is on the Rams because the, all they do is scheme the wide receivers open. Same thing with Debo Samuel. And like, he's having a career year because that's a great play caller in Kyle Shanahan who knows how to scheme a wide receiver open. It doesn't happen. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, if you put like a like a DeAndre Hopkins, who's a top wide receiver in the league on the Bears, I'm not going to say that DeAndre Hopkins is going to go and, you know, be a be a pro bowler that year. It's 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 all about the the coaching and the scheming. You can't blame it all on on a Cole Komet or a Justin Fields or an Allen Robinson. It goes all the way to the top. So do either of you think that Justin Fields can get better and develop in on the bears. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. But what's the um, like main factor in that once Nagy's gone or you think fields can develop in a Nagy offense? Cause I don't think anybody, no, one, no one can develop in a Nagy offense. So that's, that's the, that's the real question, right? Because what, 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 what are we looking at as development? Are we looking at development as success? Like as success as a quarterback, is that the only way that you can develop as a quarterback? like play winning football and have like a, a quarterback rating of like 120. Is that because if that's what we're measuring off of, absolutely not. He, there's no progression there because that's not, that's not going to happen in a Matt Nagy offense. It just doesn't I don't think you need to win games in order to get better. If anything, uh, he might have more opportunities to get better just like the, at the end of this season, because they might just be like, well, screw it. Now, the, you know, the games don't matter. And now we should have been doing what we've, you know, like they should have been developing him all along. They should have given up on being playoff contenders or that BS Nagy speech where he's like, well, we're not mathematically out yet. It's like you are. His no speeches are the worst. It, yeah. I mean, you, I, I always see it like, like quoted on like Instagram or something like that. And it's always just the cringiest shit ever. Like just stop talking at some point. Yeah, it's like you have to know by now that anything you say sounds dumb. 
like and it will okay. be taken I don't know if you guys just stop I don't know if you guys are listeners to like Chicago sports radio Waddle and Sylvie often but Waddle came up with the the term word salad every time Nagy talks yeah. it's totally what it's like it's the perfect description he just or it's, or it's the Michael Scott thing where it's like sometimes I start a sentence and don't even know where I'm going with it it's like that's basically what it is <laughs> You just filibuster while you're up there and never under any circumstance ever would I ever in any instance in <laughs> ever like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it's. So the Justin Fields part of this is I find an interesting question because I don't think development is looking at passer rating. I think it's like for one, like, okay, what red flags have we seen this year with Justin Field? Like, is there something that's like, whoa, he's not the guy because of this? I would say for me personally, the only red flag I've seen out of like all of his games is like he fumbles way too much. Interceptions aren't a red flag because he throws them, but he's a rookie and he can't fully read defenses yet. But the fumbles, it's like. He's fumbling because he's extending plays because his offensive line is garbage. So that's the thing. And he needs that's... to scramble out of the pocket, and, yeah. and that's where he's getting hit. So once again, that... it's – But all right, it, that's the – ideally, that's what it is, right? But if we have, if we shore up the offensive line in two years, is the fumbling issue still going to be there? It, it's, it's one of the things, like, it's impossible to actually say because, in theory – when you're, it's easy to become a Justin Fields defender and be like, yeah, well, the offensive line, he's getting hit. You can just watch that. The pressure up the middle versus Green Bay was like, oh, they were like all the little jump throws he was doing. It's like, oh, yeah. you have your feet planted to throw a pass in this game. And it's like, well, what's his other option? Like get blown up by his center, hitting him in the back. Like the amount of times the center was going to sack him because <laughs> with his back, because he's just getting pushed back. Like, yeah, so that makes total sense that, are the fumbles happening because of the pressure, but how many teams have terrible offensive lines and don't lead the league in quarterback fumbles? Like we do. Sure. It's, which is you got a point. You got a point. Cause I, I tend to, I tend to think it's a little bit of an issue that's magnified by the offensive line. Terrible. See, I like to just blame everything on, you know, just climb up the ladder and it's the GM, it's the coach, it's the ownership. And that's the real the, issue. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But do you so, think that that Fields can still develop this season in this offense on this team? This season is a wash. I mean, it's it's over. It, it's it's been over. So you, you look back at, at even some of their wins. It's like how the hell did they even win those games? You know, you look at the Bengals who are a playoff contention right now, and like really, we beat them. Like that's. There, there's some head scratchers on, on the season, then it's they need a lot of I, I, to like line up in order for them to win. <laughs> All right, let me ask you to this because you're so down the bears, as am I. <laughs> Why does Fields come back from a rib injury if that's if that's the, the case? Can't be developed. Why all right, can't be developed. Management knows they're probably firing at least the coach, hopefully the GM too. Why not say, shut him down for the year? He's our future. Why is he coming back playing with sore ribs? If there's a Packer game? <laughs> yeah, to get, yeah. Shit on, to get shit on by the Packers. Like, 
at Lambeau Field. Possible. I wouldn't put it past him. If they sh- if they shut him down, like, for the rest of the season, like, now he has – what's his new injury? It was his ribs. I, th- I think he has something new now. It's his hand, maybe, his pinky. Probably because he got hit off the center's helmet every time he threw the ball because he was getting blown up. Yeah. But my thing is, like, I don't know who's, like, making that call. Was Fields like, hey, I want to play this game? Or were they like, it's either you or Dalton? And Dalton was out, so that wasn't Dalton. Oh, so who's the third string? Is it one of us? <laughs> oh, false. Yeah. Yeah. False, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl. You're talking about like the probably the 15th highest paid quarterback in the NFL, Nick Foles. Are you kidding me? Is Mike Glennon still in the league? Because he might be. Yeah, he's got to get a little playing time too. Just insane. You do the amount of money that you could throw around to never touch the ball in football is <laughs> great. Chase Daniel, he's, he's got the right idea. Career backup. Sign me up for that job. Speaking of Mitch, that might be the future. I think he's got it. (laughs) He's already started 50-plus games in the NFL, two playoff appearances. He can coast, man. Mm -hmm. As he should. All all greats should have, you know, should be able to just rest. (laughs) Never lace up the boots again. A Hall of Famer. (laughs) who, Who says no? Dead silence. That, my point exactly. 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 <laughs> I'm marking that ballot every time. So what's the verdict? We're saying fields can't be developed. That's season? not what I'm saying at all. I think there's development happening. I think we're seeing it. How? When? How? Yeah, when? A, what game? It's, it's, I asked the question, like, how are we judging it? Are we judging it by passer rating and things like that? I He's definitely... He's definitely gotten better since the beginning of the season. Which is what we're asking for, right? Yeah. I'm not saying the mastery of the Matt Nagy offense, who gives a shit about that? Like, Nagy's gone. Who cares? That's not what this is about. Like, normally, if there was, like, a stable – all right, I'm doing it again. But going back to Trubisky, new coach, GM that's got just got an extension, just drafted a quarterback, that with a great defense, that foundation was in place. We were supposed to be – Super Bowl contenders for the next three years. That's what was supposed to happen. So the development of of Mitch mattered within the offense as much as it mattered in the grand scheme of things, because we knew that they were going to outlast each other, or you know, one would be with the other for sure. This is not the case. This is just need to see success as a quarterback, and less about learning Matt Nagy's system. In fact, I want him to forget everything he knew about Matt Nagy's system first year. How worried were you when the Bears were up by like two touchdowns that Matt Nagy was not going to be fired, but instead extended? <laughs> no, was- I immediately turned to Peter and I was like, five-year deal tomorrow if they win this game. <laughs> if, if, if we beat the Packers, but at what expense? I did. I think I had that. I definitely had that thought too. Yep. I had that thought when it was, we ran what the jet sweep and we ran a literal seat, like a, a slant route that schemed a wide receiver open. We finally did it and it went for a down. And I immediately said after bird scored that, that took the slant to the house. I was like, this is a hundred percent. 
the first time Matt Nagy is not calling the plays and it's all Bill Lazor. Because <laughs> I never believe him. I ne- you see how passionately he's yelling into his mic? It's like, dude, you're calling plays. It's- <laughs> or he's ordering from Taco Bell and the lady's just with somebody else at the register. <laughs> That's the level of screaming into the mic. But if he beat the – like if the Bears beat the Packers – his post-game interview, he gives all the right answers. He's firing up the crowd, five-year deal <laughs> immediately. He brings back Club Dub and yeah. Oh, you know Club. I can't wait just a video to come out of the next time they win because they'll win at least. They'll have to win a game. I don't. They're terrible, but the defense is still decently solid. There'll be a game where they sneak out in the end here. I don't even know what the schedule looks like. I don't even want to look. Oh, they played Detroit one more time. We got Minnesota twice too, right? So. Yeah. We'll take one of those games at least. I think we got the Giants too at some point. So like Giants Seahawks. I think Seahawks are in there at some point. Yeah. Which I mean, that might not even be a so game. none of those are yeah, none of those are challenging games. So I'm thinking we'll get one of them. I forget why I'm saying this. What was four, four and ten, four and nine? Something like that. What are we now? Yeah. Dude, I stopped caring about the record so long ago. <laughs> I have no idea. Thank God they added one more game to the schedule so we could chalk up another loss. <laughs> oh, how, how nice of them. What was so that thing? Before the, this week, the Bears had like 10 team touchdowns. Like something like crazy low. <laughs> Like, oh my god. This is the first time they scored what 17 in like a half. We were averaging 16 points and we scored 17 in the second quarter. Oh, well, there you go. So who's saying this team's not developing? <laughs> They're only losing by 20 now. That's progress. You, you I, also, I, forget, I forget who told me, but somebody was saying that the total team total for the Bears in the second half, they had what they have 26 at halftime. It was like six and a half. That was the team <laughs> for the second half. It was like six and a half. They had 26 points in the first half. I'm telling you, they blew their load in the first under. and then they got tired. <laughs> Hammer the under. Then they got sleepy. But yeah, I, I mean, even when they were scoring, I was like, yeah, this is nice, but you're only pissing Aaron Rodgers off. <laughs> But I was like, and this man doesn't need any more ammunition. So when you combine playing the Bears and then playing the Bears down, I was like, yeah, this is a recipe for disaster. But did you guys hear Matt Nagy totally contradict uh, Jalen Johnson after the game? I guess uh, yeah. it was it was today. So Jalen Johnson was talking about. The scheming of of, uh, of Devontae Adams, because Jalen Johnson was on Devontae Adams to start most of the game. Mm-hmm. He was saying that it was like cool. I forget what his words were, but it was like basically like it was cool to see like a coach totally like change the scheme mid game. And it was like it was frustrating as a player, but it's like good for them. I hate playing against it, but he was talking about how they made this to like basically get Devontae Adams off Jalen Johnson. And Matt Nagy was like, with all respect, that's like not what happened. 
<laughs> it's like, nay, and, they gave you a good answer to whatever question they were going to I know. It's like, that's not what happened. They didn't change the scheme. And then, like, this Jalen Johnson? I don't know. I don't know who it was. <laughs> Somebody, like, looked up all, like, the metrics, like, you know, all the, the like, next-gen stats that, like, track all that stuff. And it was like, Nagy was totally in the wrong. Like, they totally <laughs> the scheme. Like, the amount of snaps that Devontae Adams had from the slot versus from the edge. Because that's the thing with the Bears. I don't know if you guys know this. This is X's and O's stuff. But Jalen Johnson, when he's following a receiver, doesn't follow him into the slot. He only play, he'll only follow a guy if he's on the outside. So he'll go left or right side of the field. But it, only if he's on the outside, he, will, he doesn't ever switch into the slot. So they just were putting him in the slot, which means Jalen Johnson wasn't on him. I did know that. I mean, I, I play a lot of Madden, so I, I could probably <laughs> pick up on reading defenses and and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I knew somebody who played football, so I'm like pretty much right there with you with the with the playbook and the B's and Y's or whatever you said. Yeah, yeah. you knew that. I mean, speaking of word salad, holy cow! <laughs> my whole life is word word, word salad world wow word no i know but i also don't like salad so i changed it <laughs> know what i do like guys Segway. what do you like lynn i like segways i like how fast they are i like how i can fall on them i like how i can put them in right now and it makes sense do you guys like christmas music of course i sure don't i'm here for a reason and it's not to just bitch about matt Nagy. <laughs> Same. What do you mean, same? You you text me and you say, "Hey, can we please talk about Matt Nagy?" And I said, "Absolutely." He said, he, "We share a name. I love that guy." For the record, America, I did bring up. I wanted to talk about Justin Fields. I did not ever mention. You were nagging Matt me Nagy. about Nagy. I am certain. I don't even want to claim him as a Matt. Like, can we get? I'll get rid of him. We don't want him as a Matt anymore. Is he more of a Matthew? Like where does All right, here we go. Christmas music. Don't make me talk about him anymore. (laughs) No one's making you talk about anything. You keep texting me saying, hey, we have the same name. Isn't that cool? And I'm like, Matt, shut up. So the first matchup of this tournament. So we've already established, Keisha, you enjoy Christmas music. Can we play it at any point? You love Christmas music. Oh, hell yeah. Deplorable. <laughs> if anybody listened to last week's podcast, they know that I'll throw a little Christmas music on in July. You know, every once in a while, I'll get myself in the mood. Christmas in July is it, it's what gets me going. Yeah. Would you, would you play a Christmas you know that, before a St. Patrick's Day party? Why would we or do that? In case, Your Honor. Did I? Because that totally makes sense. I, if it was St. Patrick's Day, I was probably <laughs> pretty fucked up. So. <laughs> Typical Southside Kevin making up rules for holidays that already have songs attached to them. But I digress. Do we want to start with the first seed or start with like an eight or a nine? Because we've always done one to 16 and then we've kind of gone down the line. Let's go, let's go bottom up. Let's go from the bottom of the bracket up. Bottom of the bracket up. Okay. Let's, like keep, let's keep people guessing. All right. I like it. I like the slow reveal of what was ranked number one. That's fair. 
Um, so we'll start with a five and a 12. Wet your whistle might, might also be a Christmas song. There's a thousand of them. A five seed, it's the most wonderful time of the year by Andy Williams. Or 12 seed, Nat King Cole, Joy to the World. Now, quick question. Does it have to be that artist, no. that artist rendition of it? Not necessarily, but which one are you talking about? That's an important question. Um, wait, so, so what, what was the first one? It was uh, Andy Williams? Yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Okay. Yeah, I guess that is the better version. That's like the standard one. Yeah. Did you have like uh, a Springsteen version you wanted to throw in? <laughs> the Springsteen Santa Claus is coming to town is my absolute jam. So yeah. Play version all along. Even over the Jackson Five version, we'll get to it. But <laughs> um, I I love Neck and Cold, but that's not even my neck my favorite Neck and Cold Christmas song. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Andy Williams for uh, it's it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful. Yeah, and the Neck and Cold one, I do enjoy it, but it is kind of slow, slow off the trigger. So it's kind of hard to get into. Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year kind of starts immediately. So it's kind of where I'm lying. I would say for whatever reason, Joy to the World doesn't like when I think Christmas songs. It doesn't really even pop into my head. You're thinking about that St. Patty's Day party. I understand. I think it's the kind of thing that it's on a playlist and it comes on and you'll sing to it. But if you're making Christmas song playlist, it doesn't make the cut for me personally. Hot, hot take. I'm not a, I mean, yeah, you know, 13 years of Catholic education, but for like Catholic Christmas songs, don't do it for me. I'm kind of same. Yeah. Like no heart the Herald Angels sing. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm not I'm not, not blasting that at the gym. <laughs> I'm not getting excited to little drummer boy, you know. Speed drums? <laughs> What's the one like Jesus Did You Know? That's one, right? Uh, Mar uh, Mary Did You Know. Mary Did You Know. That's what yeah. they do. <laughs> so unanimous, no disrespect to Nat King Cole, but it's the most wonderful time of the year. Moving on. And I also feel like I've used that verbiage to describe this time of year. So, you know, it's got to go through. It is. It, it really is. Is it kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer? Be holiday greeting. I don't know. <laughs> There'll be gay happy meetings when loved ones are near. Okay, next. Nailed it. Uh, four seed jingle bell rock. Thirteen specific. Chuck Berry run run Rudolph. Ooh. First of all, how were these seated? Oh, they were by Lizzie, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, so Jingle Bell Rock. See, Jingle Bell Rock always reminds me of Mean Girls. That's okay. like that's where my brain goes to it. Ooh, it's not interesting. It's so is, I, I is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Mean Girls isn't a Christmas movie. Well, I understand that. 
but you were saying it makes you it reminds you of Mean Girls. And was that a positive towards Jingle Bell Rock or was that a negative? I was just pointing out facts. I'm letting you know how my brain works. All right. Oh, I'm, right. I'm letting you get inside this brain for a sec. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Berry, uh, Run Run Rudolph. That is a jam. That I, 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 got, I got Chuck Berry moving on right here. I too am going with Chuck Berry, Run Run Rudolph. <laughs> Because Jingle Rock is a, it is a classic. It is a classic, and I do like it. But I the guitar riff that Lenny keeps doing every time we say "Run, Run, Rudolph" <laughs> makes me want to keep it going. Santa's about to make it down. The, f- the first upset in uh, in Lizzie's seatings so far. <laughs> oh, there's got to be more. The the upside of it. Yikes. <laughs> About eight seed Christmas parentheses, baby, please come home. Or nine seed, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> the rape song. <laughs> I believe there are lovers in the song. Uses to... uh, has anyone uh, checked out the uh, the Netflix uh, uh, what's uh, uh, Love Hard? The new Netflix Christmas movie? No, Is it uh, like a Hallmark one or no, no. It's it's a Netflix uh, like comedy. It's or whatever. Uh, Jimmy O Yang. Uh, I don't know. He's uh, he's he's in a, a bunch of things now. I know him from Silicon Valley yeah. as Jin Yang. But uh, so like they sing that song, but he changes all like they Carol sing that song, but he changes all the lyrics to like non rapey vibes and i really like the song a whole lot more so like when you have to change the lyrics for me to like a song i do not have it going on uh i got B- baby please come home who, who, uh, who does she have for the uh, the singer of that one mariah carey okay all right because we can't give mariah carey too much <laughs> can't give her too much power in this draft yeah it's fair okay I kind of forgot that that was. I like, want to put a. I want to put a stance. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Len. No, that, that, that was it. Oh, I want to. I want to be a very much. I am anti-rape. Before I say what I'm about. <laughs> disassociating myself with the tone of the song. <laughs> the message. Why not great? It is a fun duet to sing with somebody who also knows it who also is anti-rape <laughs> <laughs> clearly i only associate myself with anti-rape people yes of course it's the first screening it's the first question of my screening process for friends what's your stance on rape and rape culture and if they and say baby it's cold outside <laughs> they move on <laughs> I do, as I'm singing the song in my head and there's the line, what's in this drink? It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. It really makes me want to change my vote. But the baby, please come home. I'm thinking of that line in my head. I still think I'm going. Hey, what's in this drink? First, so I didn't have to deal with this being, again, stance. Anti-rape, anti-sexual harassment, women's right, Me Too movement, 
but I'm going to go baby it's cold outside. It's really Canceled. Canceled. <laughs> Well, his 10th and last episode. Uh, we need to talk about Lizzie putting this on the list first and foremost, because. Uh, yeah, yeah, Lizzie, why do you have this rank so high? I mean, it could have e- easily have been the Jonas Brothers Christmas song, which is a bop, which didn't make the list. But I think I missed that one. Sorry. You did miss it because yeah. it is, again, a bop. I also missed it, but I have no feeling no need to apologize for it. <laughs> um lord baby it's called outside it is a classic and i did read the explanation for why um the wording is what it is it is not about sexual assault it's about like making excuses to like stay she like wants to stay but she doesn't want to be too promiscuous so like that's why she keeps like pretending like she wants to leave so are you voting for this I was not expecting this. I was not expecting this. Okay. Uh, It's cold outside, but um, instead of baby, it's cold outside, it's baby, please come home. (laughs) I would have felt bad if I voted for it to go on and it made it on. I'm going to be totally. (laughs) I stand my stance. Clearly, Len was about to make a case that she was asking for it, which I don't condone. (laughs) Going to make that case. I could tell where he was going. I'm glad well, you, I, I told her to go home. So. I'm glad you cut him off because that's the route he was going down. Speaking of cancer, not the route I was going. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. No. I said if you read the explanation for the song, <laughs> who wrote it? Who, about. who wrote the explanation? Read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and nothing but upstanding citizens on Reddit. Yeah, that's it. It was Vagina Truther eighty three. <laughs> Like, I'm just supposed to discredit him right off the bat? No. Him, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know Reddit's genderless blobs. <laughs> but I, Ooh, I, I, I can sleep tonight knowing that I didn't make it out of the first round and I still voted for it. What's in this drink? <laughs> so, you, so you voted for it, but you feel good that it lost. <laughs> I, I think this is the time that that's very acceptable way of thinking. I'm going to stand by what I said. Fair. Um, 16 seed, Santa baby. Kind of creeps me out right off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) One seed, all I want for Christmas, Mariah Carey. Okay, let me go first. If we're going to put It's Cold Outside for rape culture, Santa baby also... Hurry down the chimney tonight. She's trying to jump the bones of Mr. Claus in a creepy voice. I agree. I agree. Creepy voice, too. Do you want to hear some of it? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, without wasting any more time with that. uh... It's going to get creepy at some point. Santa baby. Don't yeah. like it. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Mariah Carey moving on. <laughs> Nick Cannon's baby mama, one of them. Right here. Evidently, she's like a sponsor for McDonald's now. There's like 12 days of Christmas McDonald's deals, and she's sponsoring them. In case you guys were wondering. 
it's Christmas time, time to cash in her checks. That's true. Well, she doesn't wake up till November 30th. <laughs> like it, it's your 30, 31 days to shine, baby. Go make as much money as you would have if you worked all 12 months. Len, I'm more concerned that you think Christmas music starts November 30th. Yeah, yeah. It's The only reason why Thanksgiving exists is to just hold the line from Halloween to Christmas. Otherwise, those psychopaths will be playing it before Halloween. Yeah, no, who, not. who would do that? Yeah, over Monster Mash? No. I'm in the mesh. I was working in the lab. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll start at the bottom again. 11 seed, Santa Claus is coming to town. I will tell you, she originally had Bruce Springsteen. Cross that shit out. Put Jackson 5. <laughs> or 6, <laughs> Sleigh Ride. Give me, give me a little Sleigh Ride. I get this. This is one of the ones I get confused. Sleigh ride. Let's see. By the Ronettes. It's, let's hear those sleigh bells ring. Ding, 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 ding. Um, let me see. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Clydesdale noises. All Clydesdale noises. Just hear that sleigh bells ring. You guys vibing on this one? Yes. Oh, would you rather hear me? Okay. This is probably I, the I, first one I've actually had to think about. Yeah. If it was Bruce Springsteen, I would have had the done and over with. He's moving on. Same. Um, Lame. But I listened to that, to his version again. Garbage. Just terrible. You don't like it? I don't like it at all. You're a fool. It's the second best Christmas song of all time. Wow. Showing your hand. I'm going to go sleigh ride here. Don't get me wrong. I love Lil Michael. But uh, (laughs) while we're talking about the whole rape culture thing. Nobody uh, loves Lil (laughs) Michael as much as Big Michael. (laughs) Len, you're going to have to really fight not like making the title of this one anti-rape <laughs> <laughs> um allegedly of course allegedly yeah. he's acquitted on on all charges so fun fact what do you think blanket's doing right now praying to god nobody recognizes him <laughs> i feel like with a name like blanket you can't really hide it's like so are you that blanket? It's like, no, there's somebody else named blanket. <laughs> it's like, oh, I thought you were uh, Mike's kid. <laughs> no, I'm oh, not blanket yeah. Jackson. Sorry. So. Yeah, sorry. I thought Jackson 5 was going to put up uh, more of a fight. Matt, are you also saying Sleigh Ride? Because I'm also saying Sleigh Ride because it's a classic. But Okay, we did... Did we specify in the beginning that we can choose our version of the song? I thought we did. Yeah. Oh, then I got I got Santa Claus coming to town. Moving <laughs> on, if it's Bruce. As do I. I love sleigh. <laughs> don't sleep on sleigh ride. I don't like the seating. I'll have words with Lizzie afterwards. 
Santa Claus coming to town. Bruce Springsteen Santa Claus coming to town is my number one banger. Yeah, terrible. But I got outvoted, and that's how uh, democracy works. So I think, I don't know. 14 Seed, The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. Might have to play that one if you guys don't remember. Or nope, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Yeah. Or Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, Brenda Lee. That's a three seed. Rocking around Christmas tree. All right. Uh, let me go first here because the Christmas song is probably my favorite Christmas song. Um, to be seated at 14 is rude <laughs> so i'm gonna have i'm gonna have nat king cole moving on like when i think of nat when i think of nat king cole i think of christmas so that that's how i'm gonna defend my my pick here was nat king cole the original mariah carey oh i think you're onto something there, matt they have a song that isn't christmas related right of course so is mariah carey yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> do I have to really spell this analogy out for you, Len? I thought it was pretty cut and dry. No, she got- I mean, Mariah has like always been my baby. That's a good one. What's the one about the fantasy one or whatever? That one's good, but I think that's what it's called. Is it fantasy? That makes sense. Pop culture savvy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, what were the two options again? Christmas song, rocking around the Christmas tree. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Rock. I have to think of Home Alone. Yeah, I was just thinking that makes me think of Home Alone. Um, and how Kevin McAllister totally could have no. built that pigeon lady and didn't. Yeah. Home Alone two, Lost New York, greatest film of all time. We've been over this. Yikes! Home Alone three. Len, why don't you go? I miss. Argo is in Home Alone three. In case you guys were wondering, so Home Alone three was a, that movie did slap. I love that movie. He takes on global terrorists. Not the same. It's that was, a, it's that a, was days before Max Keeble was having that big move. So. This is what it is. I have the ability to separate movies in a long series, like Tokyo Drift. Not that bad of a movie if you take it out. Love Tokyo Drift. It just if when you people don't like it because you put it in with all the other ones. It's like Tokyo Drift it was a good movie. You got to watch it in the right order. You don't watch it as the second movie. Right. It's the issue. Was it the second or the third? Third. It was. It was the third. It was the third. Sorry. You're forgetting too, too, fast, fast, too, too fast. Too fast. Too furious. Too fast. Yeah. Too fast. Too furious. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So okay, that's how I feel about Home Alone three, but. We're talking about Christmas music. We'll we'll save those Christmas movie talks for next year. We make December. Okay, Len, I need you to go because I'm still deciding. Uh, Kev, you said Nat King Cole. Yes, sir. Um, See, I'm running into the same issue I had with Joy to the World is that it's just really slow. It's more of like, but. It defines Christmas. It's more of like a narration to me, which again, isn't bad. I like it. But when I think about rocking around the Christmas tree, that to me like signals Christmas. So 
not only am I picking Rock Around the Christmas Tree, but I'm also forcing Matt's hand as he's done to me several times in other brackets. So screw you. And I'm, pre- make it difficult. I'm prepared for this. I'm prepared for this. I think taking it out because it's a slow song is lazy. I can, if, I can, if I can just say it. You're lazy. Now, in the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good lead. I got a good lead. I, I can get back in your good graces. Um, man, I'm really struggling with this one. I mean, the Christmas song is literally called the Christmas song, right? I mean, that kind of personifies Christmas. But I find myself singing Rocking Around the Christmas, wait, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. It's weird talking it. I have to sing it. See, that's the other thing. So I feel like I sing that one more. But that being said, I think I am going to go with the Christmas song. I think it deserves, go. deserves to go he, into the second round. He couldn't find himself agreeing with me. That's what it came down to. You're the one who titled this noise. trivial arguments. I would say it deserves to be in the second round for sure. It was a tough choice for me because I really do love rocking around the Christmas tree. But yeah, I feel good about it. I won't lose sleep. Here we go. How dare you? Have a holly jolly Christmas, 10 seed. White Christmas, I have specifically for me by the Drifters. Now I, 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 I'm dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> I mean, what was the first one? Heart. I got so excited, I forgot the first one. What was it? <laughs> Have a holly jolly Christmas. So that's Burl Ives. That's at the end of uh, of Rudolph. Mm-hmm. And then Drifters from every Christmas song you play in your heart. I mean, I think we know where my vote was that I forgot what the first one was. <laughs> so. uh, I'm yeah, I'm going. I'm going uh, White Christmas. Good call. But I'm advancing it as. The Bing Crosby. Fine. But he likes the slow jams around Christmas. That's what we're learning. Yeah, you you cuddle up by a fire with some hot cocoa and a nice Christmas candle burning. Ooh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say with some hot women, and I was gonna ask if you had their consent. No, no. (laughs) No, no to the hot women. No, I heard no consent. That will be edited. No, no, no. I would never ask consent. I just pour a little something in their drink. Tell them what's in this drink. (laughs) Baby, you should go home. (laughs) All right. Uh, Do you hear what I hear? 15 seed. Last Christmas. Specifically, Wham. <laughs> wham, baby. Is there another version besides Wham? Uh, probably the original. By is God Last Christmas not an original Wham? Wait, this is going to blow my mind if there's another version. There's got to be another version. It feels like such a Wham song. Last Christmas. Let me see. Original artist. Last Christmas. Well, it's a woman. So, in 1984. Four? No, that was the you're Wham st- version. You're still not telling me it wasn't Wham by saying it was a woman. No. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's just George Michael. Well, I mean, it says last Christmas original, and then it's Karen Indy, but then it says on the Google question, who sang last Christmas originally? And then it says Wham. So I got Wham moving on. I, I don't like I don't like uh, religious songs. <laughs> yeah, do you hear what I hear? Wham? Not a Christmas uh, religious song. <laughs> when you <laughs> Wham's my religion. <laughs> If the king of slow Christmas jams doesn't let a slow Christmas jam get by, I'm not. <laughs> Last Christmas. You guys missed the part where I said wham was my religion, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't think it was a shock to us. I think it was more of just. Yeah. The, yeah. We heard you. We heard you. We're, we want you to get the dangly lightning bolt earring, though. That's really okay. Yeah. <laughs> Was it a lightning bolt? Was it a lightning bolt? Am I misremembering that? I think it was a lightning bolt. Vaguely remember. That sounds right. We don't do research on this podcast, so who's got that time? We got our our stats and development people on that. They'll tell us next year. We don't have time to Google stuff. If Casey doesn't have time to ask permission, then we don't have time to look up facts. Okay. Just kidding, okay. seven seven listeners. <laughs> please don't drop us to six. It's around the holidays, please. <laughs> Again, anti-rape. Anti-rape. Pro-consent. Pro-consent, yes. Say it out loud, Kevin. Say it out anti-rape. Loud. Anti-rape. <laughs> but still not pro-consent. Uh-oh. Pro-consent. Pro-consent. Oh, <laughs> uh, finally. <laughs> Kevin's legitimately worried about this right now. <laughs> Let go. Yeah, how's your editing skills, Len? Uh, not great. <laughs> I got to be in this class. We got Run Run Rudolph versus It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Who wants it first? Because. Man. Most wonderful time of the year. Run, run, Rudolph. Okay, I see you second round. I, I think have my answer already. Uh, I kind of, I kind of know which way Len's going. Which means he's going to be difficult. And he's going to. Totally sure, I know which way you're going. <laughs> I think I'm going to go. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I love Run, Run, Rudolph. But he did to you? He knew what he was doing. I, uh, he knew I was going Run, Run, Rudolph. So he knew if he flipped it, you were the swing vote. He knows what he's so you're doing. Going run, you're, you're going run, run, Rudolph? I'm going run, run, Rudolph. All right. Now, this is to put a song in the final four right here. This is uh, – it's – It's not something I took lightly. It's uh, – it's, it's, it truly is the most wonderful time of the year. And, <laughs> and, I, got, go. and I got it moving on. Yeah, that's what more to say about it. You summed it up well there. I mean, yeah. No disrespect to Chuck Berry. Michael J. Fox. But (laughs) this is your cousin, Marvin. Marvin Berry. Berry. (laughs) Know Um, that new sound you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. That's Johnny B. Good. I think we have to say what quote that was for all of our listeners who don't know that we just did a full scene back in the future and they'll have no <laughs> yeah 
It was a scene from uh, a guy who played Teen Wolf. And that old guy <laughs> in the most movie. The movie Teen Wolf, not the... Correct. Not the garbage remake television series. That was I was more of a Spin movie. City guy myself. Terrible. <laughs> Christmas. Oh, we got Mariah Carey versus herself in the next one. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. So both can't move on. <laughs> I got All Mariah for Christmas on. or Christmas. Baby, please come home. I got Mariah moving on. <laughs> With the number one seed and the the odds-on favorite to move on. I don't want a lot for Christmas. I mean, you guys know how I feel. I put a rape song over this one, so. <laughs> <laughs> All I want for Christmas is... Oh no! I, we, went, we... I went so supersonic, you guys couldn't even hear it. <laughs> Broke the sound barrier on that last one. All right, last Christmas, White Christmas. That's where we're at. Two seed, Last Christmas, Wham. Seven seed, White Christmas, Drifters or otherwise. Bing. Bing Crosby. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll go first here. I'm going to go with White Christmas. It's it's one of those classic movies that I always have to watch every year. At some point in the year, I'll watch White Christmas. Uh, I got Bing Crosby moving on. The ending of that of that movie is awesome. The song and you know, I got no no disrespect to Wham, but I have a feeling that you guys are going to go. Wham, so I want to give a little respect to, to my boy Bing. Go ahead, Len. See what he does. I own this podcast. <laughs> I pay monthly to have this stupid thing <laughs> on the airways, and he flips it to whatever. You know what? what? You want me to have to make the decision? You want to make the decision? No, I'm saying White Christmas, but Drifters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also saying White Christmas. I, I understand. I don't, we had to give, I th- you were worried that we were going to pick Wham? Who, Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you guys were going to be all on Wham. No way. That was a that was a Last Christmas is really not even that great of a song. It just, it just had a favorable matchup in the first round. Wow. And way too high of a seed. It's a number two? Yeah. Oh, God. That's way too high. Lizzie, what are you doing? It was appropriately uh, labeled. You didn't even hesitate to pick White Christmas, though. That's how you know if two seeds way too high. Well, it was a banger. I don't make the rules. I just make the bracket. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if it's a banger. I did talk highly of it last round. Who did you play last round? Who, White Christmas? Yeah. Uh, I played a religious. Holly oh, Jolly wait. Christmas. Oh, Holly Jolly? Yeah. Yeah, it's better than Holly Jolly. Yeah. About 14... Christmas song, Nat King Cole, 11, Santa Claus is Coming to Town by various artists. I've heard yeah. it a bunch of times. Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus is Coming to Town is my number one. So for me, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I, that's, the, that's like when it comes time, when the holiday season rolls around and I'm putting a Christmas song on, that's the one I play right away. Boom. By the, the Christmas song. Bruce Springsteen? Yep. 
the Christmas song is my favorite Christmas song. <laughs> so we got a we got a one v one matchup here with me and Matt. And I'm, now the guy who pays all the money to keep this podcast afloat is gonna oh. pick Jackson five, and this is the worst. <laughs> Where neither of you win, <laughs> and I get what I want in the end, anyways. <laughs> if we're talking, Santa Claus is coming to town. Bruce Springsteen, Nat King Cole, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Bruce Springsteen, but overrated heck, and it's Christmas. Like personal, time. personal oh, vendettas yeah. creeping into the bracketology here, Len. I don't think this color looks good on you. My red sweater, I wear it almost every day. <laughs> Christmas song. It's got the word Christmas in it. I mean, we're doing Isn't this the one you Christmas didn't vote for last round? round? Yeah, because it was the shitty... Um, oh, no, I, I was thinking Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen sucks. So. It's a hot take. It's not a hot take. He's from New Jersey. He's the boss. By who? Who labeled that man the boss? He can't even wear jeans properly. What's, what's that office quote? <laughs> Michael asked me to put together, or asked to like a playlist of his favorite. Oh, uh, three of them. Song. Three Huey of them are Lewis. Huey Lewis in the news. And my personal and, favorite, Fast Car by Janis. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Fast Cars by Janis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so there are three songs in the final four that have the word Christmas in it. In case you guys were wondering. We've got, let's do Low Seed with Christmas song, Nat King Cole versus White Christmas, Various. And we've put Kevin on the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is tough. But I mean, I, Christmas song is, is my number one. I will be voting for that for every single one. White Christmas, you put up a good fight. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to go White Christmas, Lynn, and let you make a decision because I'm shocked. I love Christmas song. I really do. It is, if I'm doing the slow jam Christmas song, that is the one. I think it's incorrectly marked Christmas song, though. More of a Christmas narration. <laughs> Um, if so you that, had that silky smooth voice of Nat King Cole, you would you would narrate you everything you like to do 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 when I sing a White Christmas. <laughs> Is that not poetry? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I'm doing that with my mouth, guys. I mean, what what more could you want? Since it's final four. White Christmas, Christmas song, Christmas narration, White Christmas song. I'm moving on, White Christmas. But for the record, it could be any Christmas, uh, not specifically white, just any, any good Christmas that you guys want to have, okay? Snowy or otherwise. Still anti-right. Trying okay. to get canceled again. Oh man, we're all thinking it. Nobody said it. Line, you just had to go. <laughs> White Christmas versus All I Want for Christmas, Ryan Carey. It's the most wonderful time of the year. 
where we're at. That's where we thought we would be. All right, I'm going with it's the most wonderful time of the year <laughs> because it is all I want for Christmas is you is just so overplayed. Well, I was going to say it's overplayed. That's what you were going to say. So overplayed. It's, I mean, it's overplayed because it's good. Don't get me wrong. Like people play it at every Christmas party. It's in all the Christmas movies. It's every, it's everywhere. It's, you can't turn on 93.9 Delight in Chicago around Christmas time and not hear it every hour. For the record, you could have had Mariah Carey versus Run Run Rudolph, but y'all messed up. <laughs> and now that would have been an easy choice yeah. for me. Run Run Rudolph would have won. But whatever. I agree. All I want for Christmas is overplayed. But when you think of quintessential Christmas songs, do you think Mariah Carey waking up from her slumber? Or do you think Andy Williams, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. With kids jingle belling and other words. So there you go. Matt, what are you saying? Which one are you putting through? I'm not telling you. Oh, wait, I thought you just went. Wait, you what? gave your explanation and you're not going to give us the answer? Well, because I know that which one you're picking. So I'll say the cheeseburger queen, Mariah Carey's. All I want for Christmas. You know which one I'm picking? Mm-hmm. All right. So now so, he has to change it. He either changes it or he falls right into my trap. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Because now he's I'm not changing agreeing it. with me, knowing that I was right. <coughs> or other I'm not changing it. I'm not changing it. I'm having an internal dilemma based on anti-conformity <laughs> and personal taste. Because it is the most wonderful time of the year. Okay. So what's so what's the issue? But here? all I want for Christmas is you. And I love trying. I love trying to hit me some high notes. Do 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 do. I'm a little concerned about the next round matchup, so I kind of want to think that I want to give myself a real decision. So what made it through? White Christmas made it through. Correct. So what what championship round would I like to see? I'm going to go. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Because. Just like I thought he would. (laughs) He would have said that no matter what I said. That's not true. I knew you wouldn't have agreed with me. So (laughs) that's why I chose Mariah Carey, because you couldn't help yourself. It's not it's not true. 100 percent true. Have I not said have I not given one that you've given? <laughs> I don't think so. In the ten um, podcasts we've been together, that's what it is. We're, our ten, we're, this, is a, this is the ten podcast uh, hump we're getting over here. We we hate each other, which makes actually better for trivial arguments. To be totally honest, so yeah. I love the Mariah Carey song, but I in it versus a song without a Christmas word in it. So I was worried that Mariah would fly to the top. I'm glad she made it to the final four. It's where she belongs. But yeah, it's it's a little anti-conformity happening here. To be totally honest, the fact that you're so passionate about Bruce Springsteen and not Mariah Carey, though, makes me a little bit concerned, but we can talk about that later. The man primarily sings about a turnpike. (laughs) 
I wish Turnpike uh, Bruce. I wish people could have watched your face as you said that the Jane as you said the word Turnpike. I wish people could have seen that. Not wrong. It's even I'm from New Jersey. Or is he from like Davenport or something stupid? I don't know. He seems like a poser. I'm going to look it up while you guys debate. It's the most wonderful time of the year and white Christmas. Go ahead, Matt. This is a tough one for me. I feel like I like all the versions of white Christmas. Like I like the Bing Crosby one. Again, brings into the slow jams. I love the drifters version. Again, I'm a high note guy. Monmouth Medical Center, Long Branch, New Jersey. Why did you give the hospital? <laughs> That's what shows up when it says born. <laughs> Why you went to the hospital? Why did they give the hospital? <laughs> I'm just reading it off the screen. <laughs> that hospital paid a little extra and that the boss was born here. Yeah. What? Second question. What did Bruce Springsteen do to his wife? <laughs> This guy's your hero. We're for sure getting canceled. We're an anti-rape podcast, all right? This was the last thing that put us over the edge. Second question, what did Bruce Springsteen do to his wife? Fourth question, what do Bruce Springsteen's sons do? Do they correlate with each other? Did Bruce Springsteen's sons kill his first wife? And other questions we don't answer. Ladies and gentlemen, it was nice talking to you. You can find us weekly on ColorCast Live. Because we'll no longer have podcasts on Spotify. Yeah. We're going to be starting a true crime one, uh, starting with the Bruce <laughs> Springsteen uh, murders. Yeah. Did you not hear about the Springsteen murders? <laughs> the Springsteen trio killer? <laughs> okay, I've had a lot of time to think about it now. Thank you for stalling. You're welcome. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm saying that really funny. My inflection was weird. It's the it's most, most wonderful, wonderful time. Of the year. I voted this to get into the championship and I voted for Christmas song to beat on White Christmas. But I am going White Christmas. I mean, the Christmas song is my number one. I wanted that in the championship. Like I was going to vote that over anything. But White Christmas over its, uh, its most wonderful time of the year. I got White Christmas. Here we are again. Both of you sitting pretty, not making a GD decision. Well, it's because we know which one you're going to pick. I could be a wild card. (laughs) You can't. I could be pro Bruce right now. (laughs) I could flip every opinion I've ever had on this podcast. I dare you. I dare you. Put Bruce in the final and see what happens. I dare you. Absolutely not. Turnpike (laughs) Bruce. Turnpike Bruce. That's the Monmouth Medical Center, Bruce. <laughs> Long Branch, New Jersey. It was like a population of four. White Christmas wins. <laughs> and down. Drifters, Crosby, Still Nash. Doesn't matter. Uh, okay. th- three white dudes picking White Christmas. There we go. It's good for the brand, baby. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> they don't know. I, for the record, it's the most wonderful time. Oh. Oh, oh, the rape guy is the one who does the rape, want this I, I will only be known as the rape guy, not the white supremacist, okay? <laughs> Standards. 
Hey, hey, sweet mega hat you got on there, Matt. Hey, take it easy, consent culture. All right, we know. <laughs> Famously, in Unbel- audio medium, Matt is wearing an American flag hat. This is gonna, you know, you know what's really bad is after this podcast, Lenny's gonna have to go to Sean and Billy for the next one, and that's gonna be a total shit show. <laughs> I would never. I'd rather go down with this ship rather than outsource <laughs> to those psychopaths. <laughs> I mean, these hot takes are at least like lukewarm. I mean, do you, you want could, to say Cole was whipping out? Or you could do, yeah, you could do a whole podcast on Sean and Billy just fighting over the AJ Pruszynski, Michael Barrett fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so let's give a shout out to the uh, to the songs that didn't make it. Thank God, Dominic the Donkey was he number did, one uh, in your heart. He number one in your heart. Deal bracket. Oh yeah, we Dude. forgot. Casey loves white Christmas but hates Italian culture. I can't get by this guy. Hate Italian <laughs> Christmas donkeys. You heard it here first. The worst song. He's like Dominic won't ever come to America, so not voting for him. He stays in Italy. Forget about it. That's what he kept saying when I suggested Dominic the donkey make the bracket. Is my culture a joke to you? That's our national anthem. It's the sound of hooves. <laughs> and every other word, hey, diggity dig. <laughs> I was really worried that you were going to put, uh, what's it? I want a hippopotamus for Christmas on there. Oh, I, my God. That is the worst song. Outranked. I could have easily I, put on some Buble. I could have put on some Kelly Clarkson Wrapped in Red or whatever the album was called. Kelly Clarkson Glow? Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, it was homework for the last. If you listened to the last, pod- last podcast, you had homework. Had to listen to Glow. It was not good. <laughs> I need to bring up the Glow lyrics again. Yeah, you just no, did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Yeah. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know that when it snows, <laughs> my eyes become alive? <laughs> we ended the last one, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Because every time he said the word glow, I was like, did you know? No, because she says, did you know, like 17 times in a row. (laughs) I bet you there's nine people who got a writing credit on that song. No, it was only four. We did look all that up, dude. I remember. Audio medium, of course. Yeah, once you get to this, the chorus, you know, really slaps on this one. I'm saying Christmas music is just a few songs sang by a billion different people. There's a thousand Christmas songs, but there's only one song about the boys come uh, coming to town or the boys are back in town. That's that's the that's the the real discrepancy. Yeah. (laughs) More pro boys coming back into town songs. (laughs) They need their own genre. More proud boys. No, no. I heard, it. <laughs> I, I heard it right when, <laughs> right when I said. Yeah, wait, wait. I thought we already disowned like Chet Hanks, so like we we covered that. We covered that. Yeah, it's about yeah. Chet Hanks, so we're good we'll there. Talk about like like how much the name factors into like a person's personality. You name a kid Colin, he ends up being the Colin. You name a kid Chet, <laughs> well, you're asking for it. I mean, you get a Chet. Yeah, man befriends a volleyball and. Shit goes downhill. I don't know. 
I do have an uncle that's a Lenny who's a deadbeat, so it kind of checks out. Wow. wow. <laughs> and I and we have a Bears coach who sucks ass. Hey, that's too far. Too far. Your word salad. Did you know when it snows? I got you. you. Next bracket is just all songs uh, after animals, either artists or song. <laughs> Eye of the Tiger, Seal. Um, the Tiger one by, was it Roar? Katy Perry. That doesn't have an animal in it, though. Uh, Joe, Joe Exotic, the Tiger King, put some of his songs on oh! There you go. I feel like we might end up doing some Disney songs again. No. <laughs> the Bare Necessities is what came to my mind real quick. Bare Necessities. Oh, well, guys, we did it again. That was our 20th episode. My 20th. Ooh. You guys are a bunch of bums. Some of you have only done half. Some of you have only done a quarter of them. Save the best for last. Quick math. <laughs> our podcast is no longer a teenager. We made it to 20. If you're in the Christmas spirit, you can follow our official Instagram account at Trivial Arguments. Please, for the love of God, do it. I mean, I've asked you 20 times now. Um. Please follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. I mean, that would be super swell. Uh, next week, we have lined up a Trivial Arguments Christmas party. Say what? Um, and that'll be the last podcast of the year. So I'm going on my honeymoon. And I don't trust any of you to uh, have the reins. <laughs> I basically run this thing. I basically run this. Thing. We could do that. So with our last podcast next week, that'll be 21 podcasts in 2021. Didn't plan that at all. Or did I? <laughs> did he think it through all the way that to get to 21 at the end? I don't know. We'll never know. Matt's shaking his head no. He obviously knows that I did not think that uh, at, a, at any point. I just did the math earlier. Today. I mean, if you really want to talk about why we only have 21, it's because as soon as the Cubs traded everybody, you stopped doing podcasts. I mean, we can talk about that if you really want. <laughs> that was actually all the time we have. <laughs> Side note, Anthony Rizzo moved out of his uh, apartment in Chicago and like today, and it was devastating. Chris Bryant did the same. So there's that. But so, the boys, go... so the boys are back in town. For a day. How dare you? <laughs> um, on our way out, everybody just sing a Christmas song on the count of three. One, two, three. I knew you son of a bitch. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last 